I'd take a punch in the stomach for a real Italian beef right now. Dude. <laughs> in podcast land Trevor what are you doing bud you alright so this is Nar Talk and uh, this is season 3 episode 7 and with me as always is Lori and Tripper Tripper the house slipper I'm just bringing that <laughs> one back again because I love it yeah, I love it so one. much um, all he was doing was adjusting the volume the levels <laughs> yeah. yeah like you like like he does every time yeah. You're not supposed to say anything. I'm not supposed it. to say anything. <laughs> Fair enough. So just uh, ignore that part, everybody. He can edit. <laughs> he can edit that out. Just he can pro, pro tools that shit, dog. Just pro tools that shit. Oof. But you know that bass line on that song every time gets me. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. So you guys should go back and turn up the bass. And listen to that <laughs> intro again. It's a sick loop. It is. I was like, yo, this. This should be a rap song. It probably is. Somebody's had to have sampled it if by it now. Isn't, well, and there he's you like go. so like revolutionary, like all of his lyrics and everything. Like, like, hey, rappers out there, if you're not listening to uh, what's his name? I uh, forget. Baby Huey. No, what's <laughs> no. his name? <laughs> Baby Huey. That's Shoot. a dude down the block. Yeah. No, that's another guy. <laughs> Old school. No, he has a he has a name that's like a um, a woman's name. Oh yeah, Dion. No. <laughs> Dion. I think it's Frank. <laughs> Dion's a woman's name, sort of. Like Warwick. Uh, look it up. What is it from? It's uh, Gil Scott Heron. That is not a woman's name. Well, Jill is. <laughs> Old Gil. Yeah, yeah Gil, Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron. Yeah, his whole al- the album that that song's on is sick. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So, what's going on in the world? Man, Corey and Lori. Jet setting. Two of the oh. tannest Mother Nature's in Richmond right now. Are we tan Seriously? right now? I feel Do I like, look colored? I, feel like, I mean, compared to what you usually have, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we're the only people that could go to Mexico and not get any color. That's very true. <laughs> like, just professionally white down here. <laughs> Some bullshit. Look, I like my 55 SPF, okay? Apparently it doesn't work if you go any higher any damn way. Any higher than what? Uh, you can't like seventy doesn't do any better than fifty-five. Oh, than fifty-five, yeah. So I, I can't stick with my fifty-five. Fifty-five. See, these days I don't even bother with. Well, I do put on sunscreen, but like, I just have to wear clothes. <laughs> you can't do sunscreen at all. I mean, I do. Like, I'll, I'll be burn? out there, but like, it, it, everything burns so fast that yeah, I'm like, that's, that's how I am. I will say that I did not see that many sunburned people down there. Like, there's a lot of people watching going on. I so, mean, were they all, all right, so Mexicans? We, no, well, no. no. We were staying in a very nice resort. Um, and I'll preface this with this was my brother's wedding. So a bit of an obligation on our part, but also, you know, 
a nice excuse to take a vacation. Totally. And spend a shit ton of money on something that we normally would not have spent a shit ton of money on. Normally when I travel, I'm like, I'm going to stay in an Airbnb and I'm yeah. going to, oh, yeah. you know, do it all like real cheap and easy. Yeah. It's like just being there is the point. Right? Yeah. But yeah. so being there for us was to stay in this fancy ass resort yeah, and brother. have everything catered. And it took me like a good solid three days to get used to that. And that, you know, felt a little weird, but I felt better after we went downtown and like took a cab and kind of ventured out on our own and walked around and I kind of like got my bearings. I was like, all right, I'm doing it. We're in Mexico yeah. eating tacos with the people, you know, I felt a little bit better about it and talking to like the cab drivers and, and everybody that worked at the resort. Um, the tourism down there is a, is a huge part of their industry and they really appreciate it is the industry. Yeah. They really appreciate people coming through and, and, contributing to that so i didn't feel like i was like yeah. you know somehow like you know i've always had that thought about tourism i'm like i don't know because you know people t- say you know well it's kind of weird like people are going to cuba now right and, you know if you go to like haiti and stuff and i'm like but you're injecting money into their you really are economy totally and like there's a difference between being the like jerk american tourist yes that's like yelling at people and wondering why it's not those. like america yeah but, like, just being an American that has more money than they do and spending it and, like, you know, supporting the people, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, I felt a little bit better after we did that. But, yeah, we did the resort thing. Yeah. And it was sick. Although, for two people that don't drink, might have overspent. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little like, bit. like, if we drank. Like, that was a part of the... Uh, it was, it was yeah. the all-inclusive. Free yeah. drinks. Okay. So, like... Everybody else was... Getting their money's worth? Definitely getting yeah. their money's worth. <laughs> yeah, so we just ate. Yeah, yeah we went to a, a plated dinner for the rehearsal dinner, and then we were walking back to the hotel after everybody decided to get plastered and go to karaoke and be Hell real yes. real plastered about it. <laughs> uh, we happened by a restaurant that was open. So and we- it hadn't been open the time we got there. It was like the gourmet Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. We're like... Yeah, let's do that. So we, so did we like went in and had a three, course three courses <laughs> and fucking it was awesome. That's you awesome. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so On your way home from dinners, the plated meal. From the dinner, yeah. 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 That wasn't that good. That wasn't. But But that little Mexican joint that was on the resort was delicious. And we went into town. So our buddy Kyle and his wife, they were on their honeymoon and just so happened to be like three resorts down from us. Hmm. Completely like, obviously, we didn't plan any of that shit. Right. But we did figure out, like, what, two months ago that we were going to be in Mexico at the same time. So, like, yo, we totally need to get up. So, we, like, one night went into town and met up with them and fucking ate more food. Yeah. And we were, like, we went on the, like, one of the guys that worked the resort gave us a recommendation. And when we were coming back in the cab, the cabbie was, like, yeah, that's the place we go, like, if it's a birthday or, like, that. Oh. that yeah, that's, like, where they go for like special occasions hmm. but it, it was fucking cheap and it was the bomb it was yeah. so much food it yeah. was awesome it was like we actually gave all the leftovers to the cabbie yeah Lori was just like we don't need this we can't eat like, this we're we about to go to the resort where we can just we can eat, eat all the food, food anyway like yeah. here you take this like <laughs> but so I love Kyle I love Katerina but man they got hustled they got hustled <laughs> So there's an area uh, in Playa del Carmen that has been blown up in the last few years. It's kind of like Bourbon Street. 
but they got all of the vendors. And it's all American stores. It's like being in a fucking mall. That's so but weird. street hustles. So many street hustles. <laughs> so we just, you know, we're just take, taking our time, walking around, and almost as soon as we get, like, within a block of that street, a dude comes up to Kyle, and he's just like, oh, hey, man, I remember you from this morning, from the bar, when you were sitting at the bar. Yeah, you're at the Princess. And backtrack just a little bit. Everybody at the resorts gets bracelets that basically say the, the fucking name of the, the like resort. Like color-corded or something like that. So, like, it says the name of the resort. So, like, this guy immediately just grabbed Kyle and, so like, good. Nar- like, zeroed in on it. And I, I'm listening, like, whoa, this is this is so obvious. He's, like, totally pulling a hustle. This is so obvious. And the next thing I know, Kyle and Katarina are, like, walking into the shop with the guy. Like, to, <laughs> like, like I was like, what are we doing? Hold up. But yeah, he got him. They were. He was like, "I remember your tattoo." You know all this shit. And we we figured out later that 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 was the hustle because I had another guy come up to me. He goes, "Hey man, I remember you. I was your waiter." Yeah. And the reality is, is like, you don't remember. You don't really know if he was or not. Like he could right. be, but the reality is, he probably ain't. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't your fucking waiter. <laughs> but you don't know because you're like. And I was just like, "No, you weren't." <laughs> like I don't. Nah, yeah. nah. But like, I was like, man, that's a good little. But this guy was good. Yeah, I mean, he was he, good. He he told as many truths as he told lies. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he believed everything that he was saying. He was solid. And he was like, you know, talking about like he was trying to sell us on some some like Mexican biker rings, mm-hmm. and I would have bought one, but Corey is never gonna wear it anyway. I mean, I would have bought it for the first price he told me, which was like 150 bucks. I was yeah. like, oh, that's a pretty good deal. You know, it's a fucking solid silver, heavy ass ring. Like he came down to like forty dollars, and <laughs> yeah, totally. And then uh, we like, looked it up later. He was like, he was going on and on about the price of silver per gram and all this shit. We looked it up later, and like the price of silver per gram is like fifty-seven cents. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever. He's still making good money off of off of his little hustle. But um, we didn't end up buying anything. But Cat did. She got a nice, pretty bracelet. Yeah. And then later they got grabbed and uh, got hustled by a dude in a Spider-Man outfit <laughs> oh, and, the, a damn, the Beetlejuice. and a Beetlejuice, yeah, <laughs> for a dollar. Got hustled for a dollar. They picked. They was working for it though too. They picked Kyle up and shit. They were taking all these pictures. And then they, you, that's cool. And he was like, "All I got's a dollar." The thing, like people aren't trying to be your friend. Like they're yeah. not. They're, that's their job. <laughs> it's so funny. It was good. It, it was, was good really time. good. They had a great time. I think Kat felt a little, like, bummed that she got hustled, but I think it's just all part of the fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. At the time, you know, you kind of feel like, damn it. I always think about that stuff like this. Like, like I know if I go to, like, when I was in India, it's like, I'm going to pay the American tax. That's fine. Like, I have more than they do. True. Like, it's, it's okay that I paid more than the local Indian guy would pay. True. For this, you know, piece of cloth or whatever, whatever I was buying, little elephant. And there definitely <laughs> was that kind of a tax. So, like, if you paid in pesos with things, the exchange rate, you know, was pretty much twenty to one. Mm-hmm. But overwhelmingly, they tell you a pesos price, and then they tell you a U.S. dollars price, and the U.S. dollars in comparison was always like three dollars more, yeah. which is fine, and I'm totally cool with it. Um, I asked the cab driver too about Uber and Lyft coming down. And one of the reasons that they couldn't make it work is because there are two prices for the cabs. There's a price for the resorts and there's a price for the locals. And he was like, there's no way that they could make that work with their system. 
with the Uber and Lyft system. Oh, yeah. so in India, it's the same way. Like if you, the the prices I paid for cabs that the my hotel would call for me was like New York City prices. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I was spending like 30, 40 bucks for a cab. Uh, the Uber is insanely cheap. Yeah. Like a couple dollars to right. go across town. Yeah. Uh, but they, I don't know, it works there. They're just like, when you're, when you're in the, you know, concierge of the hotel, you're just like, I want to go to the mall. How does that happen? And the guy's like, oh, I've got it all planned out exactly. for you. And he makes a couple phone calls. The next thing you know, you're just sitting in a car. Well, yeah. And I, and I think that that's what I, that's how I saw the tax was like, it's just convenience. I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know where the fuck I'm mm -hmm. going, but I'll tell you kind of what I'm looking for and you can do all the work, Yeah, which I'm totally fine with after I'd been in that environment for a while. At first I felt really awkward. Like we got off the plane, you go through customs and like, as you're walking out to where all the taxis and, and shuttles are, there are like 20 people just lined up to poach you and try to get, you know, just like, Hey, you here for a wedding? Are you here to meet some friends? Like, come on this way. Like, let me just show you what you could do. And, you know, trying to just doing the hustle again. Like everything is like, they're good. They're good. Well, yeah, cause everybody's there for the same like, fucking like reason. Like the guy in the fucking, the guy in the, uh, in the damn, yeah, in the, the airport. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Bob Vila. Hold on everybody. <laughs> There was the guy in the damn airport, and he was like trying to set us up with. Because that's the thing, you get all like you know, you get you don't know where the fuck you're at, and it's like, all right, now we got to get a ride, and and our ride was was worked into our whole package. Mm -hmm. So our ride from the airport to the resort was all yeah. taken care of. But they got a, there's a whole bunch of people in there trying to trying to hustle rides, and uh, so we like walk up to this one thing, and he starts talking like, oh, where are you from? Da da da. He's like. Where's your motorcycle? Like just pegged it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then was like, what? Kind, he's like, what kind of? You have a chopper, and I was like, this motherfucker here, yeah. you know what I mean? But I like also, he probably wasn't thinking chopper like I'm thinking chopper, but still, doesn't matter. Well, you know what I <clears throat> you're mean? You're wearing a hat that says Harley Davidson. I know, bitch. I understand. And that's the other thing too. Like the more that I listened to what people were saying to us as we were walking by, the more I started looking at what we were dressed like and how we were dressed. Yeah. And that's just what they were picking up on. It was awesome. But you think about like Billy Joe and like his friend Jeff. Oh yeah. You know, taking like a, a dude's weekend to Mexico. They get there and they're like, oh, it's great. You chill up. Some guy walks up to you and says, hey, you here for a good time? Let's start right now. And they're like, and that's a whole weekend of fun. Dude, that's exactly what they're betting on. Also, the first guy that got us to go into his little jewelry store, he mentioned, hey, that's my cousin right there who had just happened to walk in with a couple of other like people, and mm -hmm. then they walked out real fast. And as we were leaving, the cousin comes up, and he's just like, you guys want some weed? You want some coke? You want some MDMA? <laughs> <laughs> like oh this is the cousin yeah <laughs> it's all party drugs too and that was some bullshit too there was a lot of those cousins in my neighborhood growing up by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah what's bullshit is that since i stopped doing drugs i've never been offered drugs so many times i was like this is fucking whack <laughs> like five six seven years ago if you drive me in fucking mexico i wouldn't have been able to find a motherfucking thing and right now here i am and you got all the drugs so it goes know. 
horse shit. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> it's horse make, shit. Make it's your horse own shit. decisions. It's like uh, when you get in a relationship, all of a sudden, all the ladies want you. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is. Horse shit. Been living that life for quite a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Just reeling them in. Trevor can't even be on the internet. <laughs> Man. God damn it. But yeah, so also, uh, Corey and I figured out about ourselves that we thrive very well on routine. So almost immediately, we didn't even consciously do this. We developed our own routine. Like, we wake up at like 5.30. We make coffee. We went up to the roof. We watched the sunrise for a half an hour. We went down to the pool. We went swimming with the monkeys while the monkeys went by. The monkeys. Monkeys have a routine too. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was after the monkeys. Then it was the Mexican raccoons, and they would go by and they would do their little routine. And then we get to shower. Then I don't know what they breakfast. are. I don't remember what they <laughs> are. What's a like, Mexican raccoon? I don't know. They're called. We don't something. remember what they were called. C- Your dad c- looked c- them c- up. C- c- starts with a C. Cocoon, cocoon. But they're like, they're, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's the easiest. They're kind of like a raccoon, but they're longer. They they got like a skinnier tail. Yeah. They're like, are they also a monkey? No. Is it an aardvark? It's a raccoon. No, it's not an aardvark. They climb shit. It's whatever a raccoon is. They get all up in some shit, but they, they, they can't fuck around like monkeys. Okay. Like monkeys be fucking around with two, two hands and shit. And And a tail. They on all four. That shit was funny though. The first day we got there, we saw some monkeys and we were like, Oh, fucking cool! Like monkeys, these are that's a sick, and they're like grinning on us from the tree, you know, you, like looking at us, like these motherfuckers here. And then like some people from the resort walk by, and like or like guys that work there, and like, oh yeah, fucking monkeys. <laughs> you could tell, you could tell them like they be fucking with shit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> the last day we were there, I watched one climb up the side of a fucking building. Yeah, like, can you imagine? Like that's like the. That they're just running around and they're just on the resort. You know they fuck shit up. Oh yeah, yeah. They're smart. Yes. Yeah. So they can like break into stuff. Yep. Yeah. And they don't care because nope. they're a monkey. They don't, don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. My brother said one almost peed on them the other day. Yeah. Just dude, just keeping <laughs> it like real as a bitch the in the trees. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a badass life that yeah. is. Well, and this helps my theory though. What? Because I since I went to India, I was like, I don't think we have monkeys. In North America, that doesn't make any sense. Why is there not monkeys? But there are. If they're in Mexico, they're in Mexico. Yeah, I think we were like, wondering. I how think they far, like the warm weather. Yeah, how far north they will go? Because I think Mexico is probably as far what north as they'll there, go. There's those monkeys in like the tops of mountains in Japan. That's true. Are those gorillas though? No, I think they're monkeys. Oh, are they? I don't know. Well, we're oh. gonna go to Japan eventually, so we'll let you know. Monkeys are cool as fuck, though. Did you see them in India? Yeah. Like, you, don't they move different? Like, when you see them in real life, you're like, oh, shit. Like, they move real cool. Well, for one thing... It's not like watching it on I video. I saw them and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden was like, this is also dangerous. Yeah. Like, this monkey could jump up and, like, grab my cheek and rip it off. Yeah, they're wild. Because they're strong as yeah, hell. Yeah, I watched this, like, mom with her kid and she's like try to feed the monkey here's some food he's trying to Mm-mm. he's trying to eat it and I was like are you trying to kill your that kid right now monkey will fuck your kid up yeah well, there was one monkey he was missing half an arm my man was getting it yeah swinging with his tail he just didn't give a fuck just getting it one arm he was like chopped off at the elbow probably put his hand in some shit he shouldn't have yeah. Might have stole from monkey another trap. monkey. Monkey trap. <laughs> stole from right. a monkey, that monkey justice. <laughs> so also, the monkeys have a rivalry against the raccoons. 
and on the next resort over. No, it was the raccoons. Oh, the res- it was it was it was a family. It was like a oh, clan and a two clan. Raccoons, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. There was two clans of raccoons. What are those things called? One resort, and then on the other resort, and they would meet at a certain time of day, almost every day, and just like duke it out, battle it out, and then like West Side Story. Yep, exactly. <laughs> They were just like doing like raccoon dances. They were. They were just like... <laughs> Cody. It's a white-nosed Cody. If you Google Mexican raccoon, that's what comes up. And that's exactly what the fucking thing is. Yeah, that shit's cool. Yeah, Google that's wild it. looking. So, yeah. And they're little mischief motherfuckers, too. Yeah, that's them. Kind of look like a big-ass cat with a longer nose. They're pretty sick, though. They were cool. And the tacos. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> I seriously think I ate my weight in tacos. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it outside awesome. of the brunch spot, there was like a lady making fresh made tortilla. Like she just had a hunk of tortilla. So just chop it off, squish masa? it. Yeah. Yep. Squish the it in the iron, thing. Cast iron junk over like a campfire, basically. Mm-hmm. And just grilled the tortilla right there and put it on a plate. Dosi dos. Dosey dos. He's all dosey dos. Two and two, man. Yeah. Gah. So good. I'm yeah. so jealous of those tacos. The food there, man. It's just, it's not, it's not as good in the United States. We just don't. Well, nothing's as fresh. We just don't, exactly. California, don't Southern California's got slamming ass Mexican food. Yeah, but there's a freshness when you go in those other countries. Yeah. It's like, they, their value of fresh food is so much better than ours. Yeah, but if you go to like, like we had good tacos and uh. Texas too. If you if you go somewhere where there's actual people from Mexico, people of the taco, yeah, people of the taco, like real legit Mexicans that come here and open Mexican restaurants, like they they still value the freshness. They ain't fucking around yeah. either. You know what I mean? And they do it right. Yeah. So we didn't really do anything other than go downtown and come back because of the schedule of the the weekend. But I highly recommend anybody heading to Playa or Tulum or Cancun or whatever, like, look up an Airbnb, rent you a motor scooter or something. They had all of these. Which we did look into. Yeah. They had all of these, uh, not, they were like little two-cylinder. Them dudes were Um, getting it too. Lane splitting. Yeah. Wiling out like, like seventy-five down the yeah, highway, yeah, just blowing. And that that would totally be the way to do it, I would say. Like on a dirt bike, just riding the line, mm-hmm. <laughs> badass. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, it was. It and was good. I knew it was a good vacation because I felt like coming back home. Oh. Like I was okay with leaving on Monday morning, even though I wanted to eat more tacos. No mas tacos. No mas tacos. No mas. I love that everybody says hello and good morning and every like everybody's so friendly. I mean, of course, you're on a fucking resort and they're like working <laughs> for tips and shit, but like I keep wanting to say gracias still. Like I'm still wired to be like, oh gracias. Yeah. Like it's gonna take a minute. Hola. That's what they say every time. Hola. <laughs> hola, 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 hola. Hola, way. <laughs> oh right. man. All right. So. We were back at the shop on our first day. Sold another motorcycle. Hell yes. Yeah, we did. Had a had a buddy who had just sold his motorcycle to a friend who needed one. So then he had all these parts for 06 and later Dyna. So he picked up that 2010. And he's going to make it pimp. 
I'm so glad it's gone. Yeah. Nice. I'm also glad he picked it up because it's like, I, I don't know. I'm. I don't want to have like an opinion about motorcycles and people, but I do think that certain bikes fit certain people better. And so, having been in this process of selling motorcycles, it always feels better when the motorcycle goes to somebody who understands that motorcycle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. want to sell a motorcycle to somebody who's not going to get it. Like, we got this, you know, the FXDX still, that 01. That needs to go to somebody that appreciates what that motorcycle can do, but also appreciates what it needs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then okay. we have this 2017 Sportster Roadster that can go to, like, a guy that, you know, just wants to ride really fucking fast. Yeah. Because it doesn't need anything. Right. Yeah, you and just hop 20- on and start yeah, riding. exactly. Yeah. So... You know, I'm just I'm happy that the 2010 went to a good home. Yeah. And I don't think that we want to sell any more motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, this shit is whack. <laughs> Bonk. I don't know. I might stick with it for a little longer. It just seems like it's just such another side of the motorcycle industry that uh, I don't really understand. Yeah, like you're not selling choppers to chopper guys. Nope, not at all. And that's okay. Thank God for that shit. They never leave. <laughs> they just keep coming back. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> Fuck. Working on old shit is hard, man. I realize that, like, because I was thinking about it when Tony, because Tony quit, and he went back to a dealership, and then Which I had is a, the cycle. That's what you do. Yeah, and I had a buddy call me today. Who he's at a dealership too, and uh. And I was just like, man, I don't know why the fuck I do this to myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just get beat the fuck up. Ugh. But it's the legacy, though, right? It's Ugh. like it's like you're carrying the torch. Yeah, I guess. The next guy down the line. But it's a cycle, like you said. Like, you get fucking tired of working on old shit. You go back to the dealership. You work on new shit mindlessly. Like, you do services, you do oil changes, whatever, mindless bullshit for, like, a couple months. And then you're like, I hate this. I can't think of anything. I'm so bored. Yeah. And then you go back to the independent shop. You work on old shit. You beat you your head against it. You <laughs> You get beat you up. You don't make any money. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> do you don't. I mean, it's like, you, right, you yeah. like. Not as much as, like, what you could be making. Yeah. You can go yeah. in a dealership and you can clean up. Like you can if you can if you can power through and just stay busy, mm-hmm. like you can bill hours. Like old shit, just, just one thing after the other after the other. It's like some shit. Like all right, here's a great example. So we this guy brings us a fucking clapped out soft tail. The whoever had put it together at some because it had done a frame swap and whoever put it together didn't align the transmission and the primary and the engine correctly, and ended up fucking up the case the engine case where yeah. the, the big o-ring is it goes and and that was all broken off and everything and it's like well we could do a dry primary put a belt on it do a dry clutch and all that shit so that's what we ended up doing get it all together it's a bdl dry okay. primary now i've always soaked plates mm-hmm. like i do it on four speeds with open primaries Soak them for 15 minutes. I hang them up, let them hang, the only, or hang them up and let them dry overnight, and then yep. put them in. No big deal. The only instructions that this fucking thing came with 
was a sheet of paper that said, soak the plates. <laughs> so we soaked the plates. Did it for 15 minutes, let them hang up, drip dry for 24 hours. I get it all back together today, finally, and I go to ride it, and the clutch is fucking up. It's getting real fucking weird. It's great until it gets hot, and then it starts shifting real hard. You can't fucking find neutral. It's got, it's got clutch creep, and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? So I'm readjusting, readjusting. I keep fucking going back and forth. So eventually I call BDL, and uh, I'm like, can, and the guy answers. He's like, bell drives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, can I talk to technical? He's like, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so I tell him what's going on. He's like, all right, did you soak the plates? And I was like, yeah. He's like, that's your fucking problem. And I was like, the only instructions in the fucking thing said to soak them. He's like, I know. I know. <laughs> Take them out, clean them, put it back together. It'll be fine. He really? Said, really? He said, this is, a, this is the problem I've been having with management. <laughs> he's like, it's a dry. And it's funny because he said something I used to say all the time. It's a dry clutch. Why would you soak the plates? I used to say that all the time. And until I was trying to figure out my fucking clutch. Yeah. And I called a buddy of mine and he was like, try Robbie. soaking the plates. I called Robbie and I was like, try soaking the plates. And I was like, really? It's a dry clutch. Why the fuck would I do that? And he's like, just try it. He's like, I did it. And my clutch worked great afterwards. I said, all right, fuck it. So I tried it and my clutch worked great afterwards. Yeah. And it's like, I, I told the guy on the phone, I was like, well, I usually always soak them like, you know, or I have, I've gotten in the habit of doing it even on the four speeds. He's like, I don't ever soak them. Dry clutch. Don't soak them. And now I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. But what he said made sense. It's getting hot. The fluid's expanding. It's taking up all the space in between the plates. Mm. It's making the fucking clutch drag and, and not um, disengage fully. That makes perfectly good fucking sense. Fluid gets hot. It expands. There you go. So did you do it? Did you take no, it? No, not yet. No. But I mean, and that's what I'm saying. We already got this thing put back together. Right. I'm going to have to take it apart. Back on the bench. Yeah. yeah. Take it apart, clean everything real good. And these are all hours I can't I can't charge yeah. old boy because fucking BDL's instructions were fucked up. Right. And they're sure as shit not gonna send me a check for the two hours or whatever it <laughs> right. takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just obnoxious. You're just like, fuck me. And I I'm pretty confident that that's gonna fix the problem. Right. Seems logical. Dude. Annoying. So it goes. Y'all should just sell more motorcycles. So don't soak your plates, y'all. Don't. Can't can't don't get rid of me. them. Can't sell nothing. Do or do it or not, right? Do it or don't. Soak them. Don't soak them. Yeah. Hell, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. If it doesn't work right, do the opposite thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's it's like plugging in a USB cable. It's just not going to work the first time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like we got. Uh, you remember Greg? Yeah. Tattooer. Greg. So he just got himself a shovel head together. And he is struggling to get this fucking thing started. And it started before. Right. He wrote it yesterday. And now it, and it's like, he's doing all these things. Like, I have a barrage of text messages from him. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, talking to him on the phone. And I'm like, you, get, you start getting into this thing where you're just overthinking the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like... And I don't even know how to explain that to people where it's like, you just... Just the bike wants to run, like it wants to start. Yeah. And he thinks he ain't doing it right, and I'm trying to tell him something's wrong, but he doesn't think anything's wrong. 
and it's like that whole like he's trying to figure out how to how to kickstart the bike right and when everyone has their own method right everyone there's always this yep. fucking like barrage of ridiculousness like oh well you got yeah you got to do fucking choke on three prime kicks turn the key on yeah. fucking then you know what i mean or like whatever it is that people have come up with in their fucking brains that makes a goddamn bike start you know or like and then hold the throttle about quarter open and then like and i'm like dog just start the fucking motorcycle yeah. you know what i mean He's, well you were busting on me because you i was starting my bike and you're like you're not holding the throttle and i was like i know yeah it works that way yeah yours works that way it's like, true it would start and just pop, and just pop, idle pop, pop, yeah pop, pop, pop. idle real low but if i started giving it gas it would choke it out and die it would choke it out exactly. so i had to like let it to warm up just a little yeah, bit and that's first. what i told him i was like try don't touch the fucking throttle you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've seen that too, where like guys will try to start their bike, and every time they kick it, they fucking throttle it, and they're just they're just fucking flooding the flooding the engine out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, mine likes a little bit of choke when I first start it, but then once it starts, turn the choke. This is a shovel head. Once it starts, turn the choke off, and then just hold the throttle open, and and like feather it that way, because. That choke is pretty like crazy on on the yeah on that carb. Do you prime kick your bike? Yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. See, I don't prime kick mine. I just choke on, key on, kick it starts. Well, I might not that have to crazy. prime kick mine anymore. You might not. But like that's that's the the other thing. Like I was trying to explain to him too. I'm like, like the reality is with a Kickstar bike, what you were doing is simulating the engine running. You're giving it a dry run. Yep. I was like, the fucker's going to pull gas. Now, whether or not it's pulling enough or not enough, we don't really know. But it's going to pull gas. You can do absolutely nothing and just kick it. And it's going to at least pull through the idle circuit with the choke off. You know what Whereas I mean? on my XS650 that doesn't have a choke cable installed correctly, or I never actually put it back on on those Makunis, I just hold the bitch wide open and just kick it and kick it and kick it, and it eventually starts. It's great. Just flood the shit out of it. Yeah. But I do know SNS is like to flood. And I think that's what he's doing. I think he's flooding his out. Well, the little trick that you guys showed me, that Lori showed me, of turn the gas off, throttle wide open, kick it a couple times, uh, just to clean out the carb. Uh, well, yeah, you're blowing the gas out of the cylinder is what you're doing. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then start your little routine over again. Yeah. And that helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, again, it, it just, you'll flood it up. It'll get, there'll be too much gasoline in the cylinders to be able to ignite it. It's anything. usually like, if that fucking thing doesn't start, two, three kicks, stop. Stop, because you're going to fucking kill yourself. And like that, like, I, I'm, like that Evo. So we had an Evo come in, a soft tail. First year of the soft tail, it's got a four-speed with a kicker on it. That's dope. Yeah. Well, they did them like that that first year. Except the pipe is in the fucking way. Except the pipe was in the way, <laughs> so you had to drop the pipe. But I got it. I, it started <laughs> second, third kick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I did the normal shit I always do. No prime kicks. Just turn the fucking bike on. No choke. Just kick. If it's got an S&S, fucking I, I don't ever touch the choke. Like, 
unless I know that it wants. Oh yeah, it. the choke sucks on my SMS. Yeah, it's too much. I mean, the car—it's too much carb anyway. First of all, so I just turned the bike on. I kicked it two, three times. Bitch started right up. I ran to get my multimeter because I wanted to make sure it was charging, and I came back and the fucker died. I could not get that son of oh, a bitch. Oh, it's not gonna start, start again. Wouldn't, no, fuck no, because that bitch was so flooded at that point for me trying to kick it and get. I just stopped, walked away. You gotta walk away. Yeah. And then let like, and I tried fucking wide open, tried clearing it. You know what I mean? It kind of worked, not really. And I was just like, fuck it, and I just stopped. And I waited about 15 minutes, came back, started second kick. Who made that video like a while back? Know like, Your Chopper. I love that video. Yeah. Google Know Your Chopper. It's a great video. Yeah, it, it yeah. applies really well to what we're talking about, too. Yeah. But yeah, for all you guys with your first kickstart bikes and you're struggling, if you got to figure it out. Or girls. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. you got to figure it out. And it's like one of those things too. That the thing that sucks is like you aren't really gonna know if it's running running right until you get it started. Right. And then and that's that's the thing. I you know people say this a lot, and this is true because there's a lot of shit that people say that isn't fucking true. But you will know how well dialed in your bike is by how easily it kickstarts. That is a fucking. Uh yeah. That it is makes very, you want your bike to run really well. Yeah. That's true. That is a very real statement. Like. We so, got a. We got a. You can burn off that starter real fast when that starter is your leg. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. We've got a, a customer that comes through who's the one kick wonder. Like, his bike is so... Apparently, it's always been that way. And it's never gotten fucked up, but it's one kick every time. Shovel head. Like a... It's got a SU late, and a Dyna yeah. ignition. <clears throat> he can start it with his fucking hand. Damn. And the thing just... It will idle. Like, yeah. Thum, 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 thum. Really? Thum. Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. And that bit, and you're like, it's gonna cut off. And don't cut it. Just fuck. It just huh. sits there. And you're right. like, all right, well, fair enough. Good for him. Yeah. Or fun. her. I think it's that. I think. <laughs> I think it's the that combination. Because those SUs, if you can, if you can get them to work, they work really well. Uh huh. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. People struggling out there. The struggles real. All right, we got, we got some questions. Nothing important, but good. You know, did y'all see El Chubacabra? <laughs> we did see a goat. Well, Chubacabra but it was alive and had all its blood. Yeah, Chubacabra eats the goats. Oh. He's the goat sucker. Oh, goat sucker. Yeah. So no, so it's like it's like Mexico's Bigfoot. He comes in the middle of the night and kills all the goats. Smart for the farmers. Made its way up to Texas, though, I think. Yeah, he did. Uh, New Mexico. Or yeah, maybe New Mexico. Yeah. Um, Roswell. Because it was an alien. Yeah. It was killing the thing. Everybody knows that. Yeah. No, no one knows that. Did you drink <laughs> the water? So I was really, really good about, like, like, always getting bottled water to, like, brush our teeth. I didn't even... Like, in the shower, like, made sure to spit it out, you know, like, crazy good at it. And then we ended up at one of the resort's uh, little restaurants, and they didn't have anything to drink other than water that they poured you out of a glass bottle that they had obviously gotten out of something. But I watched him fill it from a filtered, like, thing. So then like I... Well, the reality is we had ice. osmosis. We had ice the whole time. 
Did they? Yes. I mean, I was drinking bottled water most of the time. Well, like every, every... But the first day that we were sitting by the pool, I wouldn't drink the water from the bar. Yeah. But it was the same thing. They had it through a filtered thing, but the guy, like, went out of his way to bring me a tiny little cooler with, like, six iced bottled waters in it. Lori oh, my God. Yeah. But that was, like, one of those moments where I was like, oh, I'm being that person right now. I'm being that person I'm right now. I'm being that person. And then I noticed them, like, most of the, the servers would say, like, it's filtered. It's okay. Yeah. You know? So then by the end of the trip, yeah, we definitely drank some because water. Because I, I was having ice and everything. I wasn't drinking sodas like you were, though. Yeah, but I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. I was. But, yeah. you know, honestly, it doesn't make sense for them to not filter their water because they're making a lot of money off of these people. They don't want them to get sick. Yeah, you don't get that reputation. Yeah. I'll tell you what, no, I was at Lake Anna yeah. this past weekend, uh-huh. and I drank some tap water there, Oof. and my tongue started tingling. Oh. But it was supposed to be from a well, and I'm like, did some radiation get up into my well water? Probably. It was weird. That's I was crazy. like, oh, they put too much chlorine in here. And someone was like, it's well water. Yikes. Like, oh, yeah. You need to bring a little, like, tester kit? No. You're not that guy? No, I'm not that guy. <laughs> um, Corey, I don't know why this is to me. But it Just is. to you. What non-Harley motorcycles have you owned and enjoyed? Zero. <laughs> I've never owned a non-Harley. That's all right, babe. You will. What about you, Trevor? You had a BMW. I had a BMW. It was Did awesome. Did you enjoy it? You enjoyed it? It was it? a 1971 R50-5. I wish I still had it. it I wish ri- you did, too. It, it rides very differently than a Harley. Like, there's stuff that you can do on BMWs that you can't do on Harleys. Like, and look like, like a nerd? <laughs> well, yeah. Go to the library. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> uh no man, the way it takes turns, like you like lean that sucker over yeah. to take a turn. Even with the boxers? Well that's what they're there for, they're skid plates. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> no, so the those lower the center of gravity. Uh-huh. So you actually go you can lean it more than other Crazy. motorcycles. Even though you like And so like all the guys off. that ride those, it's like their badge of honor is like the the scraping. I never got that low. <laughs> How That's low. low. How low? Yeah, I would imagine you got to get it pretty low. But um, yeah, I loved I love that thing. I'd love to have. I, I mean, I'd love to have an R seventy five or an R eighty, something you know, a little bit more power. So I want to. So this was. So back to to Greg's situation, right? So he said, which I think this is interesting. I kind of want to go back to it. What I would like to know is there a combo process that people go through to dial it in? Or where do you start and deduct from that and how does your bike tell you what to add or to take away? He's trying to get to know it's Yeah. It's, it's he's pattern. trying he's trying to go through that whole What's thing. What's he dialing in? Just the carb or Well, I don't know, and that's the thing. Like I like I Hey Greg, here's what helped me. Put that car back to factory settings. Yeah. When, when, when I did that, it started up next kick. That's true. And it didn't run perfect, but it started. So you adjusted your idle, your mixture, and your, uh, did you touch the accelerator? And the accelerator pump, yeah. I put oh, everything yeah. back to factory standards. Yeah. And Which then, you can Google that easy yeah, enough. Yeah, if, if you Google SNS Super E manual, it's the first thing that pops up. It tells you what the factory standards are. Uh, you know, all, you need, know all you need is a flathead. Yeah, I used to know it, but I'm sorry. And, uh, and then it started 
just fine. And then from there, I was able to dial it in. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, is you got to get the thing dialed in. And also, I'm a firm believer that the motherfucker should not be that hard to start. Like, it just shouldn't. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like... Unless something, something's wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's timing and gas-air mixture, right? Those are the two things. And cam timing. Push-rod adjustment. Push-rod adjustments. But he should be able to do all those things. Yeah. But, like, that's, it's like, don't, yeah, but the problem is, is you got to get the bike running to figure out what's going on. But I think that's a pretty good, uh, like, starting point, which is what his question was, is to fuck with the car, put it back to factory settings, yeah, and try to get it started from there. Then from there, you, you can, can make you some can dial, you can small adjustments to your mixture. Yeah. And but if something else, like, you know, people are real quick to jump on the carb, you yes. know what I mean? And be like, ah, something's wrong with the carburetor. Well, if you put it back to factory settings and it still has trouble starting, then you start checking it. Electrical. Then something's going on. Yeah. Like, check that you have spark, like, to, uh, pull the, the boot, make sure that it's firing. And people always be like, oh, well, it's, it's, it's backfiring out of the, it's out spitting of the out carb. of the carb or yeah. it's spitting out of the pipes. Yeah. That means this or that. And it's like, that don't mean shit. Yeah. That don't mean It means nothing. that you got a buildup of shit up in there yeah, that I mean, caught a little bit of something and I mean, just shot itself back out again. Yeah. If, it, if it blows out of the car, it just means your intake valve is open. If it blows out of the exhaust, the exhaust valve is open. Which is good. That means that they're <laughs> that opening. That means your valves are working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have read like various colored various colors of smoke will tell you different things like if it's white coming out of the carb that means this but like yeah the reality is like learn how a motorcycle works and then yeah well i think that's what he's that's what that's what he's doing is trying to figure out how it works it's a lot it's a lot and it's real easy to overthink it yeah and the more time you spend with it though it's just like anything else you kind of just learn what little things are happening you know, I don't know. Just yeah. got to do it a lot. Yeah. You got to get to know each other. Yeah. Got to get to know each other. And and there ain't a shovel head in this world that's going to make it easy on you. It's just not. It don't matter. I could sell my bike tomorrow. And that guy's going to be calling me the next day. Yeah, and we'll start. Going, this is doing fucking blind. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just wrote it. It happened when I sold my Beamer. Person called me the next day and was like, it doesn't, "It's not running right." I was like, "It's your problem now, bud." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't ran know fine when I wrote it, and I wasn't lying. You know. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the excess. If I ever do get rid of it, <clears throat> it's really hard to start. I mean, because I've, it doesn't have a choke, which I should probably just put on there. <laughs> I mean, I've told I've told customers before that like when they got their first old bike and we got it dialed in and running for them, and then. We send them on their way, and they call me a week later because something silly happened. And I'm like, look, man, I, I've said this. where I'm like, if you're going to own an older bike, you really need to learn how to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. It's going to get real expensive fast. Which I think is a valid point. Like, it's it's hard to tell that to a customer when they're freaking out and they're upset and they want to know, like, what you did to their bike. You know what I mean? But, like, reality is that you're taking on a project. I think that's what you that's what you signed up for. And I think it is important to have a little bit of knowledge or have 
all the money that you want to give to your mechanic. Yeah. Because that's who you're going to yeah. be calling. Yeah, but like the reality is, is I don't want to fucking get beat up by it either. You know? It's but like, it's you, one thing for you to bring me your bike and be like, get it running. Like, I can do that. You know, I'll wire it up. I'll put a new ignition in, put new plugs in it. I'll get the carb dialed in. I'll get that bitch firing first, second kick. No problem. I'm confident in that. But a week or two later, when something, it decides to do something fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like I know that when it left here, I covered all my bases. And, and it was riffing and running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things change. Like, shit happens. And it sucks with old shit. Because it definitely happens more. You gotta get to know that shit. Yeah. For sure. Do we have any other questions? No. Hell no. I ain't got no other. Hell. Everybody's doing great out in podcast land. So All their bikes are ripping and running. It looked like everybody had a pretty good time this weekend up in the mountains. There was a... What was that? Blue Ridge. What was it? Steak. Blue Ridge Stakeout. Stakeout, yeah. yeah. It looked pretty cool, I guess. If you're into partying on the Blue Ridges. <laughs> you know, if you like good times and, you know, hanging with your friends. Motorcycles and I such. guess. The riding was probably awesome, though. It's probably pretty right. I heard a lot of people drop their bikes. It's probably pretty wet, dewy in the morning. Dewy. Dosey dose. <laughs> Dosey dose. Dosey dose. It's a little dewy. <laughs> Uh, so we do have a sponsor tonight. Who did? Uh, that is, um, sponsor tonight is not necessarily motorcycle related, but, um, you know, it's all right. This is, uh, Tammy's mail order tacos hailing from the great Southern state of Alabama. Who did? So <laughs> Tammy says, we know tacos and we know, you know, tacos. And that's why we know you want tacos when you want them. And when you want them now, you can plan ahead and send us your order. <laughs> Tammy's Tacos. Dot. What's the what's lead time on a taco from Tammy? Let's see. Mail order tacos. I'd give her like three to five days. Yeah, three to five business days. Yeah, mm-hmm. priority. I guess you could get it shipped express. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the nice thing about those three to five business days is like the flavors start to really meld with each other. That's oh, they're tor- refrigerated. They're the tortilla a, gets real soft. They're sitting yeah. in a refrigerated package. <laughs> so if you're hungry, why are you going to do that? Plan ahead. Yeah, just... You know, eat a taco in Tammy's three to five di- business days. Mail order tacos. <laughs> great. I mean, you're you know always you going to be hungry. I'm sure we've talked about this before. You can order fucking Portillo's. What's a Over portillo? the mail? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can get on their website right now and order Chicago dogs and Italian beefs, and they will fucking, they will free, I don't know what they do. Well, let's do it. We should throw in on it. Yeah. Because I think you can get, like, the party pack for, like, 100 bucks, where it's, like, a couple beefs, a couple hot dogs. Man. I'd take a punch in the stomach for a real Italian beef right now. Dude. So we went, when we went to the AIM Expo in Columbus, there's actually a Chicago joint in Columbus, Ohio that was open by... It was like a fast food kind of joint. It was open by some guy from Chicago, Mm -hmm. and he had Italian beefs. And I got one, and it was pretty goddamn good. That is the best sandwich in the world. It's the best. God damn it, it's a good sandwich. You ever have the combo? Which one is that? It's where they put... It's Italian beef and they put Italian sausage in there with it. Oh, yeah. Shut God. the front door. <laughs> it's like a, the rest of your day is gone. Yeah, you're done. Tapping out. <laughs> yeah, it's so much food. God. So maybe that could be for the Christmas party. 
What, we go to Chicago? No, we oh. order Chicago. <laughs> oh, we order Chicago. Well, yeah, you can get Vienna beef. Like, they, they'll ship stuff, right? Yeah. So you can just get the, the stuff and then cook it. And make the hot dogs. Get, oh, the, get yeah. the au jus, get the, the hot dogs going. Dang. Portillo's. We haven't eaten dinner yet. Mm. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, we got to <laughs> eat dinner. We got to go to the grocery store. Yeah, we, we, been to the grocery store. Dude, we haven't been to the grocery Since store. Since we got in town. Last night. You guys are wasting away. Our, we got in. Our flight was an hour late. We got in. We dropped our bags. We fed the cats. We went to Stella's. Nice. It was good. It was worth it. Totally worth it. That's awesome. All right. Anything else for tonight? I don't think so. I want you all to hit us with some questions. Oh, you know what? I do have one other thing. So this guy, he lives in Ohio, speaking of Ohio. And he, um, first of all, where the fuck is it? Second of all. All right. So I do want him to say, he said, uh, thank you guys very much. Y'all have helped me a lot with my build. So that's pretty badass. Hell yeah. But anyway. His question was, and I told him I have no fucking idea, so maybe somebody out there in podcast land knows you can send us a message if you do. Uh, he's got an MSO for a new Craft Tech frame, Ultima transmission, bill of sale on the motor and the VIN of the bike it came from, receipts, yada, 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 everything else. So all his paperwork square. Because I know you all ain't lawyers and you're not from Ohio, but I have to go through the Ohio State inspection to get a state inspection to get it road legal. Do you have any idea how picky they are in the salvage inspection? So if anyone out there in the great state of Ohio has dealt with this before, let us know how picky they are and how much of a chance does this guy even stand to get this fucking bike legal? Or should he just not do that? Right. Not worry you remember about it. way back when, way back when, like season one, I think, and Cool Breeze was talking about how he had to install oh, temporary dude, blinkers yes. to get his inspection sticker. Yeah. He Did was that in ever New Hampshire. pan out? I don't know. We didn't hear back from Cool Breeze. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, that was in New Hampshire, right? Yeah, it was. I'm surprised you remember that. I want to say Vermont because I knew it was somewhere in that area, but I think New Hampshire is where it was. That's what my brain says. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that worked out. I don't know. I would definitely try to find out what I needed before I even went down there and tried to fuck with them. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it depends on who you're talking to, but most state inspectors, they... They got a lot riding on, on that bullshit. At least have some but kind. Every, everybody knows the guy. That's true. Yeah, you got a guy. I you even got a guy. a guy that you don't even need to take your vehicle. You can just pay fifty bucks and you get the sticker. Yeah. I got a guy. Yeah, everyone's got that guy, right? You, we all need that. Not that guy. I use that guy. I just know that. Oh, guy. never. I'd never use that guy. The guy is good though. Yeah, it's good to have. So a maybe guy. get a guy. That's what your. That's what the answer is for. Because the reality is, if you're riding a chopper. Uh, you're gonna like, you work on it to make sure it's safe, right? You're not gonna like cruise down the road and. Yeah, it's funny because their idea is safe and our idea of safe is a little different though. Well, that's true. <laughs> hey, didn't we? Didn't somebody in Mexico tell us that Ohio was a Japanese word? For something? Did I dream that? I think you dreamed that. <laughs> or was it Indian? No, it was a Japanese word for something. I could have had a dream. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm reading a new book. If anyone wants book recommendations. Oh, yeah? We're doing that now? Well, why not? Sure, go That's for it. That's what's happening in my life. It's called Everything is Fucked. Uh, Mark Manson. Something about hope or something. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's excellent. 
Check it out if you need. <laughs> it's a book about hope. Everything is fucked. Okay. A book about hope. That's exactly I what it's called. I think that's what it's called. Yep. Yeah. Good job, babe. All right. Um, on that note, we have Municipal Waste. Yeah, their new hot single. New hot single. <laughs> it's called Metal War. Thank you. I don't think that's what it's called. It's called something like that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, hope everybody's out there riding motorcycles in this lovely October weather. But I did hear a cold front that's coming. It's hot as fuck. It's yeah, called it's Wave of be Death. 97 tomorrow. Yeah. But there is a cold front making its way across the Midwest coming this way. It's going to be hot way. again tomorrow. So sorry yeah. for everybody in the Midwest that's already in Come the on. cold. We're 97. <laughs> yeah. We're going back to Mexico. Fuck this. All right. All right, y'all.